Welcome to the TBE Richmond Podcast. I'm Rabbi Michael Knopf. On this feed, you'll hear sermons, teachings, music, conversations with guests, and so much more from us here at Temple Bethel in Richmond, Virginia. Thanks for learning and growing with us. Good morning. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you, Rabbi, for inviting me to speak today. When I started to compile my notes from what I experienced in Poland and at the Ukrainian border, I was sitting in my office at the Federation, listening to the preschoolers of the JCC in the courtyard singing songs and preparing for Shabbat. It made my heartache for those whose lives in Ukraine had been disrupted. While in Poland, we heard over and over again that most Ukrainians want to go home, to go home to their husbands and sons who couldn't leave, to go home to their lives and the communities they've built. The Jewish communities have been rebuilt since the fall of communism and prior to the war were thriving. They've worked hard to build a community for their preschoolers, their seniors, and their families that we all should be proud as fellow Jews to see. They don't want to give up on what they've built and accomplished. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Sarah Rosenbaum and I'm the Chief Impact Officer at the Jewish Community Federation of Richmond. One of my roles is overseeing our work in Israel and overseas and helping to build the relationships with our sister cities in Israel and Zaporozhye, Ukraine. I've been on the professional team of the Federation since 2004 and made my first contribution to the annual campaign as a junior in high school after I returned from my first trip to Israel. I had received a scholarship from the Federation for the trip, and my father told me it was my turn to help the next person, and I've continued to do so ever since. I've known how our work has supported communities overseas on paper for a very long time, but to see it firsthand during a time of crisis is something I'll never forget. I've been asked many times, how was your trip? And I've struggled for the past two, almost now three months to find the right words. Overwhelming, quick, impactful, meaningful. It's hard to put into words what I saw on the ground, who I spoke with and the looks on their faces. These are the things I'll never forget. I was able to visit the Polish-Ukrainian border and Warsaw as part of the Jewish Federations of North America fly-in. The purpose was to bring leaders and donors to see the work firsthand so we will be able to return to our communities and share these stories. I traveled with two other Richmond community members, Ellen Renee Adams and Brian Green, and we joined 20 other Americans from around the country. We were also able to bring over-the-counter medical supplies and Passover supplies that were so desperately needed and donated by so many from our Richmond community. In total, our entire group brought in over 150 huge duffel bags full of supplies. But now I would like to share three stories I witnessed on the trip. In Warsaw, our group had the opportunity to visit a hotel that had been taken over by the Jewish Agency for Israel, one of Federation's international partners. At this hotel, were the staff and volunteers working with the refugees, as well as Jewish Ukrainians preparing to make Aliyah to Israel. We met a family from Maripol, Ukraine, a family of four, a mother, father, and two sons. We listened excuse me, to their story and were in awe of their bravery. The Russians forced them across the eastern border out of Ukraine. They were all forced to go since the Russians did not want the fighting age men to remain in Ukraine. That is how we came to learn that the father and older 19-year-old son were still with the family. 
We had heard many families had to separate as men between the ages of 18 and 60 are not allowed to leave Ukraine so that they may join the fight. You could see the mental and physical turmoil on their faces from the days of bombings they heard and witnessed and to the little food they had. The younger son ached for the dog he had to leave behind. They told us of the days where they had to travel with little information about what was happening at home. Somehow, they made their way from Mariupol to St. Petersburg through the Baltic countries, eventually to where we met them in Warsaw. We learned days later through group texts that they had made it to Haifa because of the Jewish Agency for Israel, where the mother was planning to reopen her chocolate shop she had to abandon in Ukraine. They were all ready to start again in Israel with our help. They will receive the support of their new country from learning Hebrew to medical and mental health services and housing services, all they need to start fresh. We also met a father and son who were not Jewish, but were preparing to go to Israel. This Ukrainian father and son are descendants of righteous Gentiles. Under the law of return for righteous Gentiles, they are also able to relocate to Israel. The son, a 20-something-year-old living with cerebral palsy, and the father shared the story of his family who helped hide and rescue a Jewish family during the Holocaust. His mother and sister had trained the family dogs to make certain noises when any soldiers were coming to the house. This barking served as an early warning alarm to the Jewish family hiding in the basement to warn them of possible danger. In 2001, the family received a certificate of honor from Yad Vashem, recognizing their righteous efforts and opening Israel's door and re return and welcome. Forward to today, and the descendants whose family was saved are helping this father and son find their new way to a life in Israel. The Jewish family had made it to Israel after the war, and after the fall of communism, the families were able to reconnect. One family being saved to help save another. Their stories come full circle. While at the border, we met volunteers from all over the world who dropped their lives to spend weeks on end helping to support those fleeing Ukraine. The first tent all refugees see after passing the checkpoint is draped in Israeli flags and signs from our partner agencies, the Jewish Joint Distribution Committee, often referred to as JDC, and the Jewish Agency for Israel. The volunteers help any and all who, are, who need assistance. The volunteers have set up a welcoming area for mothers to have a quiet place to nurse their children or play with older kids. Tables filled with phone chargers await those in need. Volunteers who speak Russian or Ukrainian are vital to this ongoing work. Each day, they are able to reassure and support those coming across the border, offer them food, train tickets, medicine, shelter, and whatever else is needed. We heard from the volunteers that they felt obligated and honored to come and help. Many had been refused nicks themselves in the late 1980s and 1990s. They had received similar support when leaving Russia and now could go back. The Jewish communities have been here before, and I know we will continue to do this work as long as it's needed. The Federation International Partners were able to do this work on day one because we were there before. JDC and the Jewish Agency have been in Ukraine helping build and sustain Jewish communities for decades because of our support for the, from the annual campaign. Three months ago, they moved into the rescuing stage and will continue to do so until the war is over. They are then prepared to help rebuild as we are. The war continues in Ukraine with no end in sight. Millions of Ukrainians, including tens of thousands of Jews, have fled the country, many to Israel. 
JCFR and our partners continue to work together to ensure the urgent relief reaches the neediest. Now, nearly three months later, collective federations across North America have raised over $60 million towards the Ukraine crisis, triple the $20 million goal that was set when the Russian invasion began in February. The Richmond community has raised and allocated more than $350,000 to the Jewish Agency for Israel, JDC, World Ort Schools in Ukraine, and our partners in our sister city in Zaporozhye, Ukraine, at the Mazel Tov JCC and others. Our partners at, of Zaporozhye, Ukraine, continue to support their neighbors. Many in the community have stayed because so many can't leave. The staff at the Mazel Tov JCC to continue to support homebound seniors and offer programs via Zoom to keep the community connected. They help distribute food and medicine to all who need it. Because of their proximity to the Russian border, they were often the first stop for those fleeing the hardest hit areas. We continued to support our community there. I was recently able to join them this past Thursday for a Shavuot program um, that was seen by over 100 people, both in and out of Zaporozhye. For those of you who contributed to our Ukraine Emergency Fund and the annual campaign, I thank you. And I know those who we've supported financially with food, shelter, and medical needs in Ukraine, thank you. And those we've helped leave Ukraine to start new lives in Europe, here in the United States, and Israel, also thank you. There is still so much more we can and need to do. In the past month, Richmond has welcomed a Ukrainian family from Zaporozhye. They've been staying with a host family and are moving into a home near the JCC soon. Our local JFS, along with Federation, has helped them with their transition and will continue to do so. They made their way to Richmond because of our connection with Zaporozhye and have been welcomed with open arms. They welcomed a new baby girl just in the past week to, do, to join two older siblings who we hope will join other preschoolers at Camp Ghanim at the Weinstein JCC, right outside my office this summer. This trip and the work I'm privileged to do on behalf of the Richmond Jewish community is life-changing for those we support. The Federation continued to support our local agencies, but it's the work we do on behalf of most of, most work we do on behalf of the people most of us will never meet that is so meaningful to me. If you have any questions, I'll be available during Kiddush or any time at the Federation office. Thank you for allowing me to share what I witnessed. This has been the TBE Richmond podcast. Once again, I'm Rabbi Michael Knopf. On behalf of all of us here at Temple Bethel in Richmond, Virginia, thanks for listening. I hope this episode was uplifting and enriching. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this feed wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. And please rate and review us so others will have an easier time joining the conversation. Our theme music is composed and produced by Stephen Frost. Learn more about our dynamic, warm, and passionate congregation affiliated with the United Synagogue of Conservative Judaism at www.bethelrichmond.org. Until next time, shalom y'all.